Have you experienced imposter syndrome? Has it appeared out of nowhere and been debilitating and you're unsure about how to navigate out of it and regain your confidence so you can thrive? Well, listen to this Instagram live chat that I had with Anne Cooperman-Schmidt from Lead Like You on ways to combat imposter syndrome and thrive. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real world tips, tricks and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. Speaking with Anne tonight, who is a strengths coach. Fantastic. Hello. How are we? Hi. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Great to see you, Anne. So Anne and I have actually collaborated a few times on the podcast and um, and in different ways. So I'm very excited to have you on here because also Anne has just recently returned from maternity leave. She's got her own business, but she's also got two beautiful boys. And also a topic that you've spoken a lot about recently is about imposter syndrome. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Yes, I'm really excited. Thanks so much for having me. No, thank you so much. It's uh, definitely a topic that I know a lot of people experience and and feel about and and we've all experienced it in some shape or form and we we hear this term bandied around a bit but what is imposter syndrome yeah so if we simply speaking I think it's it's the um kind of the the belief that we don't have what it takes that we are a fraud and that even though we might be successful in our roles or maybe we got a promotion we feel like we just got there by luck Like we might not actually attribute that to our experience, our hard work, our qualifications. And we just believe that, you know, we must have been just at the right place at the right time. Um, You know, that's why I got this role or there's a quota. That's why I got this role. And I'm actually, I'm actually not equipped to do this. And it starts to, we start to tell ourselves this story that we just don't have what it takes and that we're going to fail. And then it becomes this fear of being found out as a fraud. And, um, you know, one day they're all going to realize that, you know, I'm the wrong person for the job and I shouldn't be doing this role. And, you know, so it's this whole belief around that. We are not good enough. We don't have what it takes. And we will be found out that we don't have all the skills needed for this role. That's one of those things. It's probably the saying as well, you know, fake it till you make it. We've all heard that saying. So it's probably a little bit around and relating to imposter syndrome. For sure. I think the fake it until you make it, you know, I have two, two opinions on it. I do think that in the short term, you know, it's, it definitely can help you to, if you just have to get into like a presentation or you have to speak somewhere, it's good to put yourself into the mindset of like, I got this, I can do this and just kind of fake it and, and kind of pump yourself up for the moment. So I do think in the short term that really works. However, I think in the long term, fake it until you make it is quite dangerous because it also implies that you have to pretend that you got it all figured out. And that's where the whole problem with imposter syndrome comes from, right? It's like that we believe that we have to know it all. Like even if we are put into a new role or if we return after a break, that we believe that we need to be starting at 120 or 150% and that we're not even allowed to have a learning curve. So I think the whole fake it until you make it kind of plays into that notion and actually amplifies our imposter syndrome because we start to believe that we should have figured it out already. Whereas if we're new in a role, if we're taking a new step, it's completely normal that we have to learn and that we might have some questions. 
Yeah, we're just like our kids, you know, our, you know, our kids don't know how to walk straight away. They will take steps in being able to get there. Uh, and that's a little bit like, as you say, about, you know, imposter syndrome and, and slowly getting there and taking steps. Hmm. Yeah. And I think our kids, you know, they don't, they don't think that they can't do it or they don't think that they shouldn't even be trying. They just instinctively know I'm going to try. And if I fall down, I'm going to get up and try again. And some are as adults. Um, and a big problem is society and the environment and even organizational cultures. They create this pressure that somehow we need to know it all and we actually are not allowed to fall. And so why is it something that so many people experience? Because it's something that I know a lot of people, particularly working mums, even returning from mat leave, really experience and say, yeah, look, it's it's almost debilitating imposter syndrome. Hmm. So Let's first look at in general, why, why are people experiencing, experiencing it? And it's because it's quite normal that if we take a leap, if we take a new step, take a new role, if we um, step up in our career, even if we return after a break, um, it's quite normal that we feel nervous. And sometimes this, this nervous energy, we can start to um, go a bit into fight or flight mode. And so our emotional responses take over and our rational brain is shut, shut off. And so we're actually not able to rationally think about that we that it all's going to be okay, that we will figure it out. So it's a bit of that that plays in for all of us that when we feel like a bit nervous, a bit out of depth, when we step out of our comfort zone, we start to freeze, we start to get a bit scared, and then our rational thinking is a bit slowed down or inhibited. So it's really hard for us to actually logically think that, okay, this is normal, I'll be okay, you know, I've done something like this before, it's going to be fine. So this is why a lot of people experience that, it's quite normal, but it's also a big influence or what amplifies it a lot, as I said before, it's the environment, the culture, the society that, that um, actually does not make us feel safe. There's this expectation that we have to figure it out. A lot of companies, and I've experienced that in my, in my career as a leader in the um, manufacturing industry, right, that you, you get promoted and you just get thrown in. Like from day one, you suddenly, here's your budget. Please send us the numbers tomorrow. Here's your 25 people that you please have to um, support. Oh, by the way, this one person is really unhappy with their salary. So please sit down with them and discuss that. And so you're thrown into the deep end. There's often a lack of handover. There's a lack of time to actually, you know, guide you into the role. Um, people change so quickly that maybe you can't take over from the other person or, uh, yeah, they just need you right now. So there's no, no real handover. There's no grace period for somebody to step in. And then in the cultures, a lot of company cultures, they're actually not really safe. So there's no psychological safety for us to feel like we are allowed to fail. We're allowed to make mistakes or that it's actually normal that we ask questions. And so there's this culture in society that puts so much pressure on us that um, we think we have to have it figured out. It's it's almost becomes the norm and everybody pretends that they're playing this game, whereas everyone is kind of shooting their pants, right? So everyone is a bit worried and scared, but we all pretend, no, we all have it figured out and that everybody has to play this game. And so it's, it, it, it creates that pressure. And then, of course, a lot of us are perfectionists, right? So we want to do it right. We want to do a good job. We're really eager to do a good job. And we feel like they, we have to prove ourselves for ourselves, but also for others. So it's like trying to live up to expectations that are put on us from our company's environments, but often also ourselves. Um, and so when we think about women or why women often experience it, it's, it's because in general, marginalized groups so whether it's women or minorities other minorities 
let's say cultural minorities, for example, or age-based um, minorities, we, we don't necessarily see other people in these roles. So there's not really role models that we can grow up to see and live up to. Um, there's not many people that live by example. So we sometimes feel like we have to prove ourselves even harder than anyone else. So because we might be the first woman in this role, we might be the only woman in this, in this room, or um, maybe because nobody else has done that role before, um, we feel like it's, it's much harder for us and we have to prove a point and we have to work even harder. As women, we anyway reflect so much more on our competencies and we are way more realistic, right? I mean, there's these facts that, um, I forgot the percentages right now, but right, you know, like um, men will go for a job if they have like, mm. what was it? Like um, 80, I don't know. 80%, oh, sorry, they'll only have 20% of the resume. Yeah, like, yeah, something like yeah. under 50% something, right, um, of the skills required. And they're like, no, I got this. I can learn this. That's all, all right. And then women, they're like, ooh, I only have 80%. I don't think I'll be okay. And this is also something that's drilled into us from a young age. It's boys are like, yeah, you got this. Like they are given confidence growing up. Girls, we always have to play certain roles, certain characters. And we kind of, it's again, society that makes us believe that we have to work even harder, especially if maybe it doesn't comply to the, you know, social standards around gender. Um, and so women often think that we have to work harder and there's more pressure on us. And then of course, also as women, we are, the majority of us are the ones that take the time off when we have children. Yeah. So you and I, we both, we both had two kids. Um, in both of our cases, we were the ones that were taking the most of the time off. And um, for me right now, it's actually a little bit um, different this time around because I have my own business this time. It's actually my husband who currently is on three months parental leave, which is absolutely amazing that that's possible for him. So I took four months off and he's now taken three months off, which is pretty cool. So I can go into my business, but in general, it's women who take more time off. And then we return after a big gap, a big time away. You know, sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's several years if they have a few kids after another. And then we sometimes want to be part-time because we want to try and combine our work and our family life. And so we even have even more pressure. We feel like we have to prove our point in even less time now. We are there at work. We were away. We've been away. Um, we miss stuff and we start to doubt ourselves even more. And we feel like we have to prove ourselves even more so now that we're there. And before kids, we could have maybe made up for it for ourselves by working overtime and working extra hard. And now suddenly we're limited with times. So we have strict boundaries around our working hours. And um, so it, it can suddenly feel really, really stressful to try and prove a point again and try to prove ourselves. Yeah, and it's certainly um, really challenging. Just on that, I had someone um, that actually just on this asked me a question uh, when I put up there. She said, how do we stop ourselves? I feel like we have this constantly at the moment. I know I'm good at my job and I have the skills and training to do everything, but I still worry most weeks that I'm an imposter and someone's going to find me out. Mm, yeah. So if we really want to work towards feeling different about it and having less self-doubt and kind of overcoming imposter syndrome, whilst, I mean, the amazing thing that should happen is that we do cultural change and change in society and the organization changes and makes us feel safe and welcome and that we don't even have to work that hard and um, that we can make mistakes. But of course, a lot has to come from our inner work as well. And so I think the key there is that we are, we are questioning our confidence or we're lacking confidence. And that's why we're questioning ourselves. We feel like an imposter, you know, like even if we have all the 
all the qualifications, we have 10 years experience, we still question, we still question our worth, we still question um, that we have what it takes. And we have to start to work against that. And that's just by reminding ourselves that we actually do have what it takes. So it's about figuring out that or reminding ourselves of the things that we're good at. So we're looking at past successes, for example. So if you want to build confidence, yeah, confidence, you're not just born with confidence. It doesn't just happen like that. We build our confidence by having little moments of success throughout our whole life. So by, by taking a little leap, a little step out of our comfort zone, by trying something new and then succeeding, we're realizing, oh, yeah, I got that. That's awesome. So the next time we go and take a different challenge, we can kind of look back at the first challenge and it informs ourselves that we were able to figure it out, even though we hadn't done this before. Yeah, it's like we learn to walk, we learn to drive a car, we, we graduate from, from high school, we maybe go to university. And so you have all your little success stories that inform you that actually you figured something out in the past. So by reminding yourself of this, of these moments of success, they can then help you to when you go for your next challenge to just have that in the back of the mind. Like here are all my successes in life and they don't have to be massive. Like they all don't have to be the biggest leaps. It can just be little moments of success. And we just need to keep them with us, like kind of sitting on our shoulder as a constant reminder, you already did so much that you thought you couldn't do and you figured it out. And even if you maybe failed, even if something went wrong, you still figured it out in the end and you're still here, you're still thriving. So it's about like reminding ourselves of all these little moments of success that we had. And then another point is really to look at our strength. So what are the things that we are exceptionally good at? What are the things that make us unique? Why is the way that we do this role so amazing and not necessarily better than the person that did it before us, but why is our way also absolutely valid? Because that's another problem. We sometimes step into a role and we feel like, oh, I don't know if I can live up to these expectations of the person before us. I don't quite tick like them. And then we start to think that we don't have what it takes, but it's more connecting to our own strength and then bringing our strengths to the forefront to make this our role the way that we are um, best equipped to do. And that's what I do with my clients with the strength assessments and working on their strengths. It's really understanding what's unique about you, what are your talents and your combination of talents that nobody else has in that way. And that can give you a lot of confidence to kind of achieve any goal or overcome any challenge. So it's about building your confidence by reminding yourself of past successes and then also building your confidence by looking at your strength and really starting to believe that you have something amazing there that's worth sharing, that's worth, um, and there's a reason why you are in this role already. People believe in you and you have what it takes. It looks different than other people, but that's your superpowers that you just have to use for your success. And what about if you're doing a new role? Like I know that sometimes you return into a new role and it can be a little bit daunting as what you said at the start with, with imposter syndrome. And you may not have built up your, your confidence in that area. What way can you go through some of those steps uh, with just to overcome it? And I know so much of this as well is really about your mindset um, and mm -hmm. about, I guess, how, you're, how you look at yourself yeah. Yeah. So, so again, like, I think even if we do, if we go into a new role or especially then, I think, first of all, let's normalize that we all feel nervous when we take on a new challenge, that we all have these uh, feelings of self-doubt where the difference is between people that experience imposter syndrome and people that don't is the way we react to these challenges. So if we, if we experience imposter syndrome, 
we let this um, anxiety or these thoughts or these doubts really take over. And we really start to build the narrative that we don't have what it takes. Whereas people who um, are really well aware of their strength and their past successes, they just like, yeah, I feel nervous, but that's normal. I can figure this out. I've done this before. And you talked about mindset. So a big part is building our growth mindset. So the growth mindset means that we believe that we can figure things out, that we are not just equipped by our intelligence from birth. We actually can work hard and learn new things and learn new skills that actually with work and effort comes the learning of new things and achievements of and, and being able to take on a new role and learning things and and we're not scared of failure because it's just part of the journey. It's part of experimenting. So again, it's building the growth mindset, building the belief that we can figure it out. And again, that comes from figuring out or looking at our past successes to remind ourselves of all the moments where we've already figured it out, where we didn't know how, how to do a certain task. So it doesn't have to be moments where we stepped into a new role. It can also be things in your old roles or in your in your private life, what were things that you had no idea about and you figured them out? And for women and your community, right? Like moms, none of us knew how to be a mom, right? When we became one, it's just, we just figured it out. Like we all suddenly had this little bundle in our arms and we were like, okay, so what do I do now? And then we figure it out. We ask people for advice. We read books. We do, we get it. We, we talk to someone, we talk to a midwife who's like a little bit like our coach. So we start to draw on resources we have around us to learn the best we can. And then we try, if it doesn't work, we try a different, um, a different way. And that's the same thing in our role. Like, and knowing that we figured it out as a mom, that's one of the most amazing success, success stories that you can take and draw upon when you then go back to your work or take on a new challenge. It's like, well, this was a big life-changing event and I took this on and I managed to do it. Yeah, my child is, is alive. My, my child is thriving. I got this. So I can figure this out too. No, so good, so good. And are there any other hints and tips and strategies for, for combating and managing imposter syndrome? So I know that sometimes you think you're going all right and then it may just creep in, you know, behind your neck and go, oh, it's there again and it just pops up. So what are some hints and tips and strategies that we can take away? So when it does creep into our lives that we can try and squish it back down and compress it. Hmm. So when it creeps up, it's your feeling, right? It's your feelings. And you kind of have to start to separate what you're feeling from what are the facts. Because our feelings, our emotions, they play tricks on us, right? And we start when we feel a bit stressed or out of our depth and we feel a bit nervous, we start to create this narrative in our mind and we still are, tell ourselves a story of something that's actually not true. So figuring out how to or just stepping away yeah, and looking at it from the outside and just looking at what are the facts. I'm here. I'm here for a reason. These are the things I've achieved in the past. So really starting to bring put facts on the table and also allowing ourselves to say, yeah, OK, I don't know how to do this yet. Yeah. So it's also part of a growth mindset to just say, I don't know how to do it yet, but I can figure it out. And then starting to look at who can I ask for help? Can I figure it out myself or can I just ask someone? And then being brave and courageous enough to ask someone. And if you feel like your environment at work doesn't support that, then ask someone outside of work for support. But also, if we really want to change the world or change, create change and be courageous, then we have to start to be the person that asks questions at work. 
live by example. Because if you do that, then you become a leader for others that can see that you're asking a question. You're not scared to ask a question. So you start to create a safe environment for others to also ask questions. And suddenly you will realize that everybody had questions. So it's about separating your feelings from the facts, stepping back, looking at what do you actually know? What's the truth? So even if a thought comes up, stepping away and say, is this actually true? Or is this something I'm making up? Sometimes it can help to ask an outstanding person, like somebody that, you know, sits on the outside or has observed you to just say, look, I'm up in my head right now. Like I'm full of self-doubt, you know, can you just tell me what you see, what you, what's going on? And then you will obviously get the feedback of somebody else telling you that you, this is what you've done. I can see you doing this. This is what you're really good at. These are your strengths. And um, that can sometimes help to break through as well. Um, and, but it has to be the inner work. Even if people tell us how awesome we are, it's sometimes hard to believe. So you got to do that inner work, reflect on your past success stories and work on your strength. And probably even as well, sometimes if you're, if you're doubting yourself, um, like have it, have it there, have it visual. Yeah. So you can remind yourself, yeah, cool. I can do this. Uh, another thing as well that I found and I often tell people it before, write down your strengths before you go on maternity leave to Mm. remind yourself that when you come back, you're going, Oh yeah, I can do this. And this is the really good parts that I was doing of my role. And to remind yourself that, yeah, you were, you were kicking butt. You've, you've been, you've been amazing. Um, And so you certainly can do this. Yeah. I like that. And just preparing yourself, right. Don't just wait until you're absolutely feeling like scared and anxious and you're like, Oh my God, I'm totally out of my depth. If you can start to learn to anticipate when you start to feel a bit nervous about something, you know, it's okay. Let's remind myself, why am I here? What's also another big thing I think is like, what's your bigger purpose here? Why are you here? What do you want to achieve? And that can help us to push through, even if we feel the self-doubt. It's like, no, but the big picture is this. That's what I want to achieve for myself, for the people around me. And that will give you some energy and strength to also overcome this thought. But I like having it forefront, looking at your strengths and success stories regularly reminding yourself and to be honest I've done so much self-development work over the years and I still have these moments I mean I just returned from maternity leave into my own business I was away for five months still in your own business you're never quite away but I didn't work with clients so then before I had my first client session last week I had to hype myself up a bit you know I had to just remind myself of all the work I've done and the success I had with my clients the feedback I've gotten and just remind myself you got this like you're here for a reason you're doing this work um, you know your business is is successful people people react and people respond to the work Um, people found your work really helpful and just reminding myself of that and then also looking at my own strengths and starting to tap into those a bit more again and, and that really helps me. So it's an ongoing process. And then with practice, you know, at, at some point, you will probably still have moments of doubt and you will still have moments of feeling like an imposter. But, but then you will be able to just squish it really quickly so it doesn't take over your life. So you will have moments of imposter syndrome and self-doubt, but it won't be alive as an imposter. Mm. I also find as well that if you're going through the situation of what they call leveling up um, of actually, you know, say doing a bigger role or taking on a new opportunity, that it is uncomfortable and you can get that self-doubt, the imposter syndrome coming in. But rather than seeing it as a negative, it can also be as a positive that there's all these like new, exciting things you're learning, you're growing. And so, yeah, as you said earlier, it's natural to not know everything straight away. And that's where it's a really good thing to lean on others. Uh, But certainly as well, you know, it's sometimes uncomfortable to be 
to get to that better, that bigger place yeah. and, and to level up. So as much as imposter syndrome, people look at it from a, a negative connotation. If you're doubting yourself, think about it as a positive way that it means you are potentially growing mm. um, and getting new strengths and, and learning as well. For so, sure. Often we confuse just feeling nervous with being scared because there's so many moments in life where we're nervous, right? And like, let's say, you know, you're going on a first date with someone, you're going to feel nervous. You're going to have these butterflies, right? But that's, you know, already, I mean, sometimes you might be scared, but you kind of know that this is anticipation. It's happiness. It's something positive. You're nervous. You have butterflies. You're excited. So when we step into new roles and when we take a leap, it's the same kind of feeling. So we can train ourselves by taking little risk at a time, little risks that are a bit calculated. So I'm not talking about taking the biggest leap and doing something super scary, but by just tapping out of your comfort zone on a regular basis, that will give you lots of moments of success and you will start to feel more excited rather than scared. So you will learn that this feeling of being nervous is something that so after that feeling, something awesome will come. Yeah. So even if you have to do a presentation, of course, you're going to feel nervous. The biggest keynote speakers, the biggest, like the singers, the, 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 the sports performers, um, they all feel nervous before they go on stage or go into the arena. They all feel nervous, but they know because they've trained that after that feeling comes the absolute feeling of being proud and being, you know, full of joy and just being proud of what they achieved. So we can train ourselves to not mistake fear or this feeling of nervousness with fear rather than with excitement. Oh, that's fantastic. Imposter syndrome is always there, but I think certainly the hints that, that you're giving out um, tonight are, are certainly really helpful that, you know, when it does creep up and everyone's experienced imposter syndrome in some shape or mm -hmm. form, but as you say that, you know, working on your strengths, reminding yourself of what those are uh, can be so beneficial and, you know, you can turn what's that negative, but into that excited, mm -hmm. nervous energy, just like a first date. And it can actually end up really well. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really just, yeah, understand that it's so normal and just try to not let it take over um, look at how can you figure it out? What have you done in the past? And um, you can overcome it. It's, it's very normal to feel that way. And we just, we can work we can work towards feeling different and it will be part of your life. It's going to be normal. It's whenever you level up, it's part of life, but it's just about what are your strategies to, to remind yourself that you can figure it out. And it's ultimately, it's this belief. I figured out other things. I can figure it out either by myself or with help. We can figure it out. And I think that's a message that we can all just keep reminding ourselves. We will figure it out, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think certainly as working moms, we will doubt ourselves of can we do it and can we, but it's amazing. Just as you say, giving birth to a child and then raising them, we have doubts along the way, but really at the end of the day, we're keeping them alive. We're actually doing a really good job. Um, and we don't give ourselves enough kudos for the work that we're doing both as mm. a mom and also as an employee or as a business owner. So uh, we also need to 100%. give ourselves the kudos um, and remind ourselves you're amazing mama and you're doing such a good job. So uh, yes. 100%. And it's, it's a lot. It's hard to shift from one thing to another. So it is challenging and it's not easy, but we can actually, yeah, we can, we can do this. We've done so much already. Um, but also, I think one last note, maybe is also, it's also okay to sometimes say, okay, it is too much right now. You know, like sometimes this can be a warning sign that it is too much. Um, 
but I wouldn't just give up just because you feel nervous, but I would also be listening to yourself to just say, okay, where do I have to reduce something? Because we obviously can't give 150% in all areas of life all at the same time. And it's yeah, also okay to say, not right now, it's okay. Yeah. Because it also means you can do it at another point and it doesn't mean you failed. It just actually meant you are successful because you know what's good for you. Mm, yeah. And it also doesn't mean, you know, we can have it all, but we don't, doesn't mean that we have to do it all straight away and we don't have to do exactly. it all as well. We can also outsource um, exactly. and there's many different ways. So mm. uh, yeah. Thank you so much. Anne. as always for such a great chat, you've always got so many great insights and, uh, and certainly able to demystify and make everyone feel better. So I, and a topic such as imposter syndrome that a lot of people can feel nervous about and, and things that you've actually just gone to everyone. You know what? You can do it. You're okay. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Not a problem. And best wishes, everyone. I highly recommend checking out Anne. She does amazing work. She's a great coach and also just all around an awesome human being. So definitely connect wow. and engage with Anne. She's awesome. Thank you so much. And right back at you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catch up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and in joining the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.